three, two, one. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to Mission Forge. This is Bobby Jankovic. I'm the broker of Remax Capital, and this is where iron sharpens iron. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to talk to you about building things that last or having things in your life that are built to last. And this came to me, um, I was out in the yard and I found this thing that I've had ever since I was a little boy. I think I was maybe five or six when my mom came home with, uh, let's say a trunk load of these crates, these wooden crates. My mom likes antiques, always has. Um, these wooden crates back in the seventies, uh, mid seventies ish, late mid to late seventies. And I got two or three of them and my sister got two or three of them. Um, and they went into our room as, you know, stackable, storable type things, shelves, crates, storage bins, what what have you. I don't even exactly remember how they, they fit in. I, I do remember putting um, matchbox cars into one. And uh, as I got a little older, that became um, baseball cards um, and books and so forth. And I remember as a high school, college age student, you know, putting important things in there like my CD collection as I was, you know, going to and from school and apartment to apartment. Um, as I got older and started a household, I put some tools in there. And um, and most lately, I saw it sitting out in the yard and I kind of cringed and I had left it out there for about a year. Um exposed to all the elements and it had stored in there something of value of course a uh, generator cord you know we lose the power a lot because we have lots of trees around and so we've got to have that generator ready to go um, so got this great crate why don't I put a, a generator cord in there um, but unfortunately it um, been exposed to the elements for a better part of a year and the, the good news is i I corrected it and took it inside and put it in the uh, garage so it could dry out. Um, tossed some firewood in there just to uh, keep it in use, you know. And um, But there's nothing wrong with this crate. This wooden crate that was designed to hold Coke bottles in Seattle back in the 30s, I'm, I'm finding, as I kind of tried to look it up online and do a, just a little bit of research on where it came from, um, it was designed to carry probably 20 Coke bottles. Um, it's hard for me to tell exactly based on the dimensions and I don't know what was actually in there in the first place, but I can read on it that it was from Coke bottling company. Um, and now here it is 80, possibly 90 years later, this simple wooden crate is, uh, 
functioning probably better than it was designed to function, carrying more weight in the form of, you know, wood to be burned um, and not rickety, not falling apart. It was certainly not treated very well. I didn't abuse it, but certainly the last year it was exposed to the elements and had every every right to have fallen apart and disintegrated and given way to time and age. Um, in a world where we are... It, Manufacturing is basically turned into consumable, uh, durable goods. So I, I don't know about you, but I'm always, seems like replacing an appliance. You know, the fridges, they last, what, five years maybe? Maybe maybe eight if you're really, really lucky. Um, but something is probably broken on it within three or four years, whether it's a piece of the ice maker or the water dispenser or one of the drawers. Um you know, I remember having a dryer in my house that followed us to through three households, and we didn't move very often. Um, but I think it was like twenty or twenty-five years old, and um, and and my mom's car, her Volvo, drove it half a million miles, and probably I think had two clutches in it. Um, you know, it was a manual transmission. I think she had two batteries. You know, battery. Can you imagine a, a car battery lasting 12 years? So that's not the case anymore. We, we don't live in a, a world where we see a lot of things that are built to last. But I, I have a feeling that maybe that's kind of coming back. Um, you know, people are tired of buying something that should be a consumable, durable, I'm sorry, should be a durable good. Something that, hey, I'll have this for a long time with the intent of just, using it and tossing it, you know? Um, even if we're not going to keep it in our own household, we, we want to have something that we can, you know, share with another family or, you know, give to a thrift store or a charity of some, some sort. Um, I think the idea of, of consuming and disposing is gone by the wayside. So I, I got to thinking, you know, is this crate it was built by somebody 80 90 years ago did this person have any concept that the crate would continue to be used for more than a year or two or five you know um whoever designed it whoever put the pieces together i mean it's it's made of simple wood it's got two metal strips that kind of wrap around the wood to keep the sides together I mean, they're not, they're really not fantastic metal strips at all. They're just like 10 strips. And then, you know, there's probably 24 nails, maybe 30, you know, 15 on each side. It's such a simple construction. The materials are not fantastic at all. Um, so I, I just wondered. And then I thought, I'm always pulling things together. I thought, you know, I don't manufacture anything in real estate. Realtors, we're not. We don't make a product. Um, it's a service-based industry. Um, but do we have the opportunity to build things that last? What would our materials be? What about our building blocks? Well, I think that they would be our actions, our methods, our routines, our manners and mannerisms. We don't have boards and nails uh, in our service business. 
um, and the construction or the assembly that I guess would become the fruit of our actions, you know, putting it together, putting it all together in a way. Now, we can't control the outcome. Nobody knows what the future is going to be, but we can control the production of the events. And that can become meaningful and memorable. The experience is in our control, if done right. If it's done right, the realtor creates an experience for the consumer. Think of it as being almost like the director of a movie. Not an actor in a movie, but think about being the director. And the entire production, you know, probably edited a little bit, would, would be some type of movie. And that an audience would sit and watch from the moment of first contact to the correspondence leading into viewing property to the actual showings to the negotiations to the preparation of the offer to the home inspection and so forth all the way through closing and post closing can you um, can you think of that as you're being watched as as an uh, almost a form of entertainment or instruction and if you're thinking along those lines maybe it gives you opportunity to plan an experience for your consumer and would you think that that audience would view it again like a classic you know like a classic movie or an instructional tool that is worth going back to on a repeated basis to develop a, f a form of mastery or do, or would they consumer walk out before the production got very deep in because it was a disaster so the assembly is the fruit of our actions. We're putting it all together in a way that's meaningful. We can't control the outcome, but we can direct the way things unfold. And this idea is expanded by comparing it to customer service. So I listened to a great podcast by Kendall Bonner, Improve Your Hustle. Please look up and check out Improve Your Hustle. This idea of the customer experience that I've expanded on is compared to customer service. Now, I said we're in a customer service business. We're in a service business because we do provide a service. But if you think about customer service, it is reactionary. You are reacting to a complaint or you're reacting to something positive. Um, and, and, and what I've described about this experience that I've expanded on is you're planning, you're being proactive, you're taking control, you're directing, okay? Now, it is an unknown quantity. People and experiences will happen and we don't know what they are, but we have, a, we have our toolbox that we will utilize. We, we will control the flow of events in that we are able to. We are going to plan the experience for our consumer and, and have the intent of making it positive. Think about Nordstrom's and TJ Maxx. Both are great stores, okay? I have family that love to shop at each one. Okay, both will provide great customer service if you have a return or whatever, or you have a question. Someone's going to be there to help you. People are polite. 
But if you are looking for an experience, a shopping experience, you're going to go to Nordstrom's and you're going to ask people out on the street, what do you think of when you think of Nordstrom's? Some people might say, well, it's expensive, but most people are going to say something that has to do with they really take care of the customer, the customer's always first, et cetera, et cetera, because they are creating an experience. So that's the difference between customer experience, customer service. Thank you, Kendall Bonner, for putting this in front of me because it went so well with my idea about building something that lasts. And lastly, I want you to think about retirement for a minute. I appreciate you guys tuning in, but this clicked with me this morning. You know, we are realtors and we're independent contractors. And although we probably all want to retire every single day, in reality, none of us has, or I shouldn't say none, most of us don't have retirement. I mean, you don't, when you get a commission check, there's nothing taken out, right? We have to deal with our benefits that employees tend to get as part of their compensation. We have to deal with that on our own. And so, and a lot of realtors are just terrible planners, okay? They just, that's the, the fact of it. We're, we're good at sales, but we're not great at planning for the future. And so things get put off and put off. Well, just think forward 20, 25, 30 years. And if you've got collections of valuable experiences from hundreds and hundreds of consumers, would that be worth something if you were to somehow harness the value that you have created over all those years? And, and this is just one, one idea, but you take somebody who's newer to the business and you partner with that person and you team up with that person for a period of time and you show them the ropes and, and you bring them along. It could be a family member. It could be uh, a friend. It could be just a brand new agent or somebody who's new to the area. And, and that would be a value to them. And would they be willing to compensate you as you phase out of a business and they phase in through this teamwork that you've created and sharing something measurably invaluable to them because they're trying to what? Build a book of business that would compare to the one that you've created. So just something to think about. You know, I do like to put things together. Um, I, I hope you found this valuable. Create something that is built to last today, this week, this month. Uh, focus on the experience of your consumers and, and be proactive. Don't be reactive. Even though this is a service business, take control. Thanks, everybody. Oh, check out my Facebook page, Mission Forge. Please, please join in and participate. I'd, I'd like to see your content there.